Hello and welcome to the Fit and Feminist podcast with fitness and nutrition coaches Lauren and Lindsay. Our aim is to educate and empower women to take control and rebuild confidence with their health, fitness and lives. We have the fitness facts and no-nonsense nutrition tips you need for success with a hefty dose of feminism thrown in. With top bands and massive oversharing along the way, we hope you finish each episode feeling a step closer to the life and results you deserve. If you'd like more of us or have a question you'd like answering on the podcast, you can message us at Lauren Randall Fitness and at Lindsay Wells PT and Nutrition. All right, let's get started. Morning. Oh, morning. Afternoon. How are you? Good, are you? I'm really sore. Yeah, my bum and quads, my quads took a battering on Saturday. I don't, I mean... It was, right, so me and Lauren did a competition on Saturday, friendly competition at our gym, and, yeah, it was very leggy and cardio-y, basically, is all I can say. I wasn't, I wasn't used to it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel like it, I didn't feel like it should have, it should hurt as much as it does today, but anyway, yeah. here we are. I'm better today than I thought I was going to be, to be fair, yesterday was pretty like, <laughs> yeah. you know when you're going on the toilet, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, the toilet drop for sure. Yeah. Like, and going downstairs from the girls' rooms, I went up to them to see how they were doing. And then as I was coming down the stairs, I was like, "Ooh." I think I would have been a thousand times worse if I hadn't had my boiling hot Epsom salt bath. Though I swear by my Epsom salt baths. So. The ba- yeah, the bath was great. I really enjoyed mine. Yeah, I think I'd have been in much worse condition without it. <laughs> I just liked locking myself in a room on my own. To be fair. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, nobody can bother me. I'm just in here on my own hiding. Was it a lot of socialising for you on Saturday? Uh, do you know what? I probably haven't uh, been in such a social situation for a quite for a little while. Because nobody talks to me at the other gym I go to. Oh. But and at HG3, there's a lot of people there that I hadn't seen for a while. And it was really nice to see a lot of people. But it was... Um, well, as you know, I wasn't well at the beginning of last week anyway, so I just did feel a bit fragile, I think, still. But anyway, yeah, yeah enjoyed it. It's good. It was really nice to see everyone. It was. It was a really good event. Yeah. And, you know, winner! Winner, winner, yeah. chicken dinner! <laughs> I was buzzing. I was like, I didn't go into the event thinking... Did like, you come second? First. First, did yeah. you? Oh, look at you! Yeah, what? Were, you Eddie, were you on Eddie's team? Yeah. Nice. Eddie, Sophia Matin. I'll up your ass. Well, ah, of course, it was Arla, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get myself an Arla sponsorship, so if anybody out there... Yeah, if, if anybody wants to give us, like, <laughs> loads of caramel pudding, protein mm. puddings, they are delicious. Oh, Frank's come to say hello. So if you can hear him meowing, he's, he's been a little off this morning, so we're just going to let him hang out with us Frank today. Frank updates. Frank updates. He's okay, but... So, today, we thought... Since we're always bossing you all around and telling you all what to do, we thought we would tell you some of the things that we have learned. So things that maybe when we were younger, um, we didn't know, things that we wish that we had known sooner, things that have maybe developed with more studies and science and research that weren't, you know, knowledge that was available to us when we were first starting on our fitness journeys for ourselves and then you know as we transferred into being coaches and pts ourselves um mistakes that we've made over yeah. time and also what we've learned from coaching so yeah today is about lessons lessons learned and mistakes made lovely <laughs> plenty of mistakes made plenty we probably won't even life. begin to scratch the surface but we're all here to learn oh. and get better yeah well we haven't got years have we and let's not get into the personal 
side of things <laughs> and mistakes made. This isn't a counselling session, let's see. By gum. Yeah, let's, uh, when we were talking on the filthy animals one the other week, I was like, God, so glad there were no cameras, no camera phones, <laughs> nobody to record or Snapchat any events that went on when I was out and about when I was 18. That's for sure. Mm. Anyway, right, so do you want to, have you got coffee, a, coffee, a yeah. starting point? I do, okay. So the first thing I wrote down... Um, of things that I wish I'd known sooner or known about sooner was I wish I'd worked on my relationship with food first, dieting come later, if at all. I wish that my relationship with food and my body image stuff had been sorted a lot earlier on or had paid more attention to it earlier on or... Yeah, because I've done the work now and now I'm in so much of a better place that I'm like, oh man, I wish I had been in this place 10 years ago. But I am where I am. But I just think if there's anybody out there that is constantly going back and forth between binge eating, under eating, yo-yo dieting, want to lose fat, but then you gain more fat and then lose it again, and you're all over the place with it, your relationship with food needs to take priority first. Like You can diet any time in your life, but your relationship with food and improving your body image is number one yeah i think it's a really hard one though because like i would hope that people who are you know growing up through this era this generation where you know the the amount of information that's available is a blessing and a curse in a lot of respects Mm. um and i think that's about mental health as well like it's never been more acceptable to you know go and have therapy but also there's so many online um gurus and i put that in inverted commas like there there's loads of really genuine amazing like psychotherapists psychologists you know childhood therapists and stuff that you know you you go oh wow like this was not available to us when we were kids and you, we didn't have access to it but also it's like there's also so much conflicting information as there is with nutrition like we've mm-hmm. never had so much access to information at our fingertips as we do have now um but I think sometimes there's, you know, that does lead to a lot of overwhelm. I, I would really, really hope that we've come through um, those sort of times of women should look this way and women should be this size and, you know, making yourself smaller, that now, you know, you see it in, in shows and, like, for, for me with, you know, the, the dance um, side of things, like, more and more dancers who would be classed as maybe obese, you know, um, and you know, in bigger bodies, getting professional jobs, which really didn't happen when I was growing up. You know, yeah. you just didn't see it. You didn't see that diversity. You didn't see the diversity of skin color, of hair. Like everybody was really a lot more uniform. So I think, yeah, I would, I would hope we've moved on. But I think it's really difficult because what you've been through, like your journey as it were, has enabled you to be the coach that you are today Mm -hmm. and the person that you are today. So sometimes I think, you know, in the lessons and the mistakes is what makes you able to empathise and sympathise and work with people who are having the same struggles. And that is is true. And that's like why I'm most passionate about that side of Mm. things, because I've been through it. Yeah. Oh, I've been through it (laughs) and around and over and under and all over it. So now I'm like, I would really like to help as many people as I can not have to wait yeah. as long as I did or have to see things in hindsight like I had to go through kind of yeah. thing. But also, if they are in that place, then 
can support them yeah through it but also being well aware of my own biases and that yeah everybody's journey and story and why they are the way they are is very different so having to take myself out of such people's situations and think more okay this person is that they've got their own reasons yeah. and not get intertwined yeah but that is something that i i do wish uh or you know i just yeah had done work on earlier but. yeah i think uh, don't you think also though it was like it's accept it's almost accepted like every every woman like you'll spit oh yeah i'm on a diet again after christmas or you know easter will come around and then it's like that guilt over having chocolate again like it's like that's the narrative with mm-hmm. a lot of people so then it comes like oh well this is accepted that this is what we all do like we all moan about this thing and then we all go on a diet and then we all go back to our old habits again mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah i think it's you're definitely not on your own and um no yeah well the the, the first gym job I ever had so it was like I was 22 maybe nearly 23 um and it was like a very much a bodybuilding style gym and it was very much like if you're not there to get lean and have abs like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. everybody was going on stage so that was all I was surrounded by like it was very normal like the terrible disordered eating habits I had were just normal yeah and I wish that I had not been in that gym yeah. as long as I was or at least wasn't the first job that I had because then that was ingrained in me that that mm. was the fitness industry and that was health and fitness was just get really really skinny and stay that way yeah that was the aim yeah and that was what is then that was the narrative I was taught my boss literally told me I should not wear my football shorts as well and should wear leggings to show off my bum and legs more <sighs> wow he also told me women don't become female gym managers because we're too emotional wow so there was guy. lots of things that now I look back at yeah. that job, I'm like, yeah, God, but not... like, like you've got to go, through, you don't have to go through it, but those lessons that I learned through those, like you said, like make me the coach I am now, but yeah, yeah. could have done with like those lessons 10 years earlier. But, but then I suppose that's where like, you know, having a mentor or working with people who are older, like people who are a bit more nurturing does come in, but some people just don't, you know, you're not fortunate enough to have that working environment. Um, like similarly, I, that that was the narrative for me as a dancer like everybody that I danced with was smaller than me and I was like well if I want to succeed then I'm going to have to be smaller I'm going to have to make my body smaller like your um, height and bones and everything yeah so that's one of my things is like my less wish things that I wish I'd have really realized that you know the you can't change your bone structure and it is one of the things that I say to people now like your frame is your frame but at the time when I was you know a teenager even up to probably yeah my early 20s was like I hated having big feet I hated having big arms I hated that I was tall like I wanted to be like five foot three and now I'm like I love being taller and like, I love being strong and I, like you know I'm at peace with my body um and what it can do but at that time when I was you know younger it was you never ever see it for what it is and I look back to pictures before I had the girls where I know where I was in my headspace about my body and then I you know you look back at pictures like oh my god what the hell like why did I even think there was anything wrong with me but I was constantly pulling myself apart yeah and that's awful but again I do think a lot of that we've discussed it many times like the magazines of the time were all pushing this certain look and the industry I was in were all pushing this certain look um 
and it wouldn't have mattered what I would have done. I wouldn't, and I will still never. And even at my, you know, peak prime, you know, middle of my twenties, there was no way on this earth I was ever gonna be able to make myself a size six or eight, which is what I wanted to be. Mm. So you know, by hook or by crook, I was like, well, that's what I don't want to be. And you know, it, it was not attainable and I wish somebody would have said to me hun yeah <laughs> your bone structure is not that like you could be like have zero body fat and you would still not fit in that trouser when so. you're in that headspace <laughs> as well even if someone does tell you that when you are so set and you're in that mindset yeah. of you know fuck the world and everyone's wrong and I know what's best yeah you don't really even hear it anyway no but again <laughs> I think that's it you have to go through those learning curves yourself you have to kind of go through that process and that have that light bulb moment maybe and have to keep doing the work on it and keep making the reminders to yourself and then the more that you you know you've done it for yourself you've been there you can you can sympathize you can empathize and you know also how it feels to be um I suppose you know unhappy with who you are what you are and why and you can do things about it to, yeah. to change it. And we can then, you help know, help others to do the same thing. Yeah. So. My second one that I had written down was the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> so learning, or wish I'd known earlier, that doing more is not always better. So I was training in the same gym, like, at least seven times a week. There was, like, no rest days, sometimes twice a day. If I'd eaten a bit more than I wanted, I'd be up on the boxing bag. Like, I was just training all the time, and I just thought the more the better. Oh, God, Laura, for God's sake. (laughs) Now I know the more is not always better. Rest days are so important for, like, recovery and actually results because you'll get better results if you can recover from the workouts you're Mm -hmm. doing, which I know now. But I wasn't told that then. And so I just thought, keep going, keep going more, more, more. And you're just going to get injured or burnt out or just... Not I think good. in that environment, though, as well, as you said, you, you know, you, everybody else is probably doing the same thing. Yep. So you think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And so also there's that competitive element of like, oh, God, well, they're training seven times a day, uh, seven times a week. So I'm going to have to train that. And they're doing, you know, two sessions. Of, they're doing a cardio session and a weight training session. I'm going to have to do that. And so it just you get caught up in that. Yeah that yeah. whole thing but now I'm like <clears throat> you know I allow myself rest days like today you, you got here and I was like oh yeah I didn't do training I've just been for a walk instead yeah. and that is completely yeah. fine me <clears throat> eight years ago so I keep coughing would have had a meltdown yeah and I had a meltdown if I'd missed a training session mm-hmm. but now I'm like if I just want to go for a walk I could just go for a walk yeah. or not go for a walk I can yeah. sit and eat at McDonald's if that's what I want to do like so much more self-compassion rest is so important mentally and physically and now I'm like in a place where if I want to train I'll train if I don't I don't if I've got goals I know what's required of me to yeah to get there um and the rest is like an an important part of all of it and I wish I'd known that earlier yeah same I remember um when we moved first moved to Harrogate um and I've been training since I was like could have a gym membership since I was like 16 17 um but then when I'd had the girls and we relocated I sort of lost my mojo we'd just bought a new business John was away with work his mum and Steve were living with us it was like everything kind of went out the window then when I went back to I was like you know we need to join a gym we need to get some routine back in with training um and got back into it and then of course you get that like 
all the endorphins and you're like, oh my God, I'm loving this. Like, it's so good. And then I discovered Metafit. <laughs> Have you ever done a Metafit workout? No, I haven't. Is it kind of like a P90X or something? They're like really short, like 18 minutes, some of them, like all around like 15 to 22 minutes-ish, I think. They're brilliant if you're time poor, but not to do every single day mm. because they are so like high intensity and so stressful on your body. And I, was got, I got to the point where I was like, my God, I feel absolutely exhausted. And I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was like, I should be really fit. And I should, but it was like, because you're hammering these bloody 20 minute <coughs> workouts. And also, I mean, I was doing other stuff as well, but I, and then I was adding those in. And yeah, and also at the time, like we'd decided to embark on like trying to lose some body fat because we'd relocated and I'd just had, you know, my second baby and John had changed jobs and both of us were like, well, oh, I don't really like how I feel. Um, so we were in a deficit as well. <laughs> and oh, then man. you're going, oh, I wonder why I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Duh. the 20 minute metaphor. But it took somebody to point it out to me like, hun, what are you doing with these workouts? Why are you doing them every day? You like, you really, they, they're three, three sessions a week max. Like you should Who be doing Who was it that got things. you from like doing the hit and the cardio and the circuits training stuff into like heavy lifting, slowing it down and, eating more ah so i would probably say like when i was at the academy and um i got really friendly with gareth bass tom wilkinson and nana Mm. um who were all like pts there and so at that time none of them were doing like crossfit training but crossfit was just sort of coming through nana was a sprinter still is amazing um and i think they could see that i was like pushing my weights up and like I really enjoyed lifting heavy it wasn't I think there was a sea change in like how women lift for a start so I'd gone from being like a group fitness instructor where it was all high repetitions low Mm -hmm. weights um to then it sort of started shifting to like oh like I want to have a bigger back squat or you know the deadlift was feeling good and I was still doing reasonably high reps but I did um a work at a like a program basically where I was doing some German volume training mm. um, which was that really still a, very high really rep. really high reps so German really, volume training yeah. is 10 sets of 10 reps yeah it's a lot of work it's a lot of time yeah. in the gym yeah um, but it was great and actually then the other days on this program were more like um more steady and then there were some hit workouts thrown in as well so it was a bit more mixed mm. and I quite enjoyed that having the mixture of doing weight training one day and then some cardio the next mm. day and then some days where it was a bit of a mixture um but yeah Nana had seen me sort of deadlifting and stuff and she was like oh you should try cleans and I was like oh I don't want to I'm, I'm cleaning at home all the time yeah, exactly <laughs> I was just like I don't know what to do and it was like such a new movement I was like and then Gareth and Tom were sort of training in that way so they would be doing like something on the row and then they would be skipping and then they would be and I was like oh this looks really interesting and so I started training with them and and Lauren Robinson and um, yeah it was just really good fun and really mixed and I think that's what then I just remember like seeing going to find Tom like on the balcony going Tom I got 107 on my deadlift (laughs) (laughs) and like looking for somebody (laughs) and then Tom encouraged me to join HG3 so yeah and then you know that's the rest is history really but um yeah I think it was just the progression of like I was I really enjoyed my training and I'd got back into group fitness then as well and yeah just it was it was Mm. a nice change but I never lifted really really heavy until I was well into my 30s yeah 
So, well, okay, so number three on my list of things I'd wish I'd known earlier is about yeah. heavy lifting and weightlifting. So I never was part of the whole um, lightweight, high rep volume thing. That that never sort of reached me. I don't know if it's because I was in the States. I don't mm, know if it's because my first experience of gym was through, like, soccer training. So, like, we had coaches teaching us how to lift heavy. So I've always wanted to lift heavy and I've always wanted to do that. But I never associated weight training with performance I was never taught what we were doing or why like I didn't know moving to America to play football I had no idea how weight training what it even was yeah or how it would change me as an athlete and now I'm like oh my god if I had started weight training at like 16 oh I would have been such a better we would athlete. have been winning the CrossFit games I'd have been the Olympics <laughs> I'd be crossing <laughs> Like, such a better athlete yeah. like cl- clueless about even what gym stuff was like so I really really wish I'd started lifting weights yeah. younger but this is where I'm really jealous of like kids who have started mm-hmm. at like you know as teenagers yeah. e- even younger now doing CrossFit and like you see them at 16 and they've already got like a 100 kilo back squat and like yeah. 80 kilo clean and you're just like what the hell this yep. is <laughs> so demoralizing but if you can harness that at that age i wish somebody would have gone to me do you know what you'd be really good at this like you should be doing this and it's that thing of having a mentor or somebody again to have that give you that guidance isn't it and mm-hmm. it, you, I, I really do believe your life path is just so organic and so like john's john had his uh company it was right right place right time and i do think i really believe in that like i think if you some things are just meant for you and some things aren't. Mm. And we just weren't meant to be CrossFit Games athletes. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know. Do you know what? I never ever will aspire Maybe to be a CrossFit be Games athlete. I don't even do the open. Like, yeah, no, neither do I, right, to but, be fair. But would have been even faster, even stronger, yeah. even fitter, yeah. like a higher level yeah. of football. So I would just love to know what I would have been able to do in that, like I say, your peak, you know, your prime. Yeah. Like, I'd I'm love to race against my 18-year-old <laughs> self. Like, if yeah. I did a foot race against 18-year-old me, I'd yeah. probably floor her. And I was always one of the fastest on the team. Yeah. I'm, like, just naturally fast. But now I'm, like, I'd probably floor myself. Yeah. Like, I would have been so much better. So if you've got kids and they're interested in training, yeah, push get it. them. Get them get signed them up. I do a teens class as well. And I've, I've had people who've got had kids who are, like, 10, 11. And I'm, like, I do say, like, 12 and up. More for insurance and then partly the social as well because a young 11 year old is very different to a mature 16 year old as far as like the group dynamic and what i can give the class but if your 11 year old is like oh like what's this like definitely move them towards some kind of resistance training like Mm. body weight at home or Mm. teach them squats and lunges and things like i really wish i'd had that yeah completely I think that's, and also like PE teachers at school, because I was very much like, I'm going to be a dancer and that's that. And my dance teacher was always like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do horse riding, you can't go skiing, you can't. Because well, you just got hurt. Yeah. She was like, if you get injured, that's it, your career's over. So I just didn't, and it made me just be like, I was a lost interest, even though I was quite, I think, I remember it, I was a decent runner. um, But yeah, I've just never really pushed it. And I think my teachers were probably like, she don't want to do it anyway, so what's the point? Whereas I think if I'd have had somebody go, hang on a minute, you, like, you've got power, like, you should be doing this, you should be sprinting, you should be... Then I, I might have been a bit more interested, but mm. yeah, at the mm. time, just wasn't for me. I just had my yeah. 
my eyes set on what I wanted to do and that was that. <clears throat> well, I say I wish I'd started early, but when I was 16 or 17, I think I was 17, my dad took me to the gym that he was at and, you know, I dragged my heels all the way there. He put me on a mach- the um, seated overhead press machine with no weight on and I, I struggled. Mm. I remember my... My arms and shoulders were the same as my wrists, like, all the way up. I mean, they're not much better now. But, like, I remember sitting on that machine and had to put the peg, like, basically off. I yeah. just couldn't get it over my head. And I just remember going to him, this is, this is shit. Yeah, I hate this. It, this yeah. is pointless. How is this going to help my football? Like, yeah. this is crap. Like, I kicked off because I didn't understand the, the point. Yeah. So I just went over and back on the treadmill again. And now I'm like, God, that was that good. Yeah. But then that's again, I think down comes down to communication, doesn't it? And that's one of the things that I've got down on here is like communicating things effectively to people. Um, and I think that runs both ways. Like if you'd have had that communicated to you properly, like Lauren, I'm making you do this because, and then you understood, you might have like mm-hmm. actually gone for it a bit more. And I think that's one of the things that I say I've learned with clients is like the way that you communicate things and giving them the why of you know your reasoning behind why you're saying I'd like you to eat more vegetables or why you're saying I'd like you to eat carbohydrates before you train or the importance of protein which I know is another one of your things Mm -hmm. that you were like I I really wish I'd have known the importance of that at a younger age for the benefits of you know developing strength and stuff Mm. because again it wasn't really the it, it i think the the whole protein thing seemed like a um a really like bro sciencey thing like it was like yeah. all the guys at the gym would be like whisking up egg whites or whatever and like i just <laughs> yeah. remember one of my neighbors who was like nikki oh nikki he was so lovely like an older guy mm. on the street who everybody fancied <laughs> and i remember going in this kitchen and i was probably like really <laughs> self-conscious because i was like friends with his younger sisters um, I hope nobody from home's listening to this. Mind you, I think he knew everybody fancied him, so it's fine. Um, Go and on, he Nikki. just got back from the gym, and, he, and it was so eighties. Like if you imagine, like an eighties American, like kind of muscle vest t shirt thing. <laughs> and he was like downed two two raw eggs, and I was oh just like, God. "What the hell is that?" And then just a scoop of protein yeah, straight in the mouth. Yeah, but yeah. it was that like whole thing. Like that's what. That's what guys who want to get really big and muscly do. It's not yeah. what women do. Yeah, that and that is still a narrative now yeah. because I've got clients that have said that they now have the tubs of protein. They're like, oh my God, I would never have bought this. I thought this was just for like the guys that want to get massive. Yeah. People still think like that. I mean, yeah. look at the marketing. The yeah. big, bulky, very male-driven like marketing, branding stuff. It's not... And if you ever look at anything for women, it's usually like two-pound dumbbells and pink. And yeah. So the marketing is still very much like that, but... But it was my friend Carolyn who introduced me to protein. So, like, even though I'd done nutrition courses across uni and everything, they'd never really taught about it for building muscle and everything else. And she had just gotten into or starting her journey on bikini competitions. And she came and visited me one weekend and she asked what I'd had for breakfast. And I said I'd had banana and peanut butter on toast. Standard. And she was like, and then whatever I'd had for lunch. And I can remember that so clearly. Anyway, she was like, where's your protein? I was like, hmm? <laughs> no idea. Didn't even know what she like what I was like in the in the peanut butter, which oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, she was like, okay, right, here's what you need to be doing. And then that someone just taught me what protein was, why yeah. it was important, how to get it in, how to eat it. And I was like 20, 21, which I guess it sounds young, but 
But I wish I had also known earlier. Again, with the whole thing, I wish I'd just known all of this maybe four or five years earlier. Yeah, I think that's it because, again, like, you're by your mid-twenties, like, that is, like, just so optimal, isn't it? Like, when if you've started weight training and you're eating really well and, like, you've got that perfect storm of, like, fearlessness and age is on your side before your knees start creaking and your back starts giving up every when you get out of bed and you crick your neck like before all of that stuff starts happening like you it it, it it's such a prime time to really be at at your best and like really see where you can push it yeah yeah it's 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 just one of those things as i say i i, I think oh well it's gone now yeah <laughs> there's no point That's in being like so it's all downhill apparently <laughs> What was another one on your list of things you'd known earlier? Uh, I've put, well, this is not a thing that I wish I'd have known earlier, but it's a thing that I wish I'd have not bought into, is a pudging waist trainer. So, again, ladies, I I am a total tube. I do not have a waist. Like, (laughs) I don't. I was like, what what do you mean a tube? I'm straight up up and down, right? I can't do anything about that tough shit right i would love to have like that lovely hourglass physique it's never gonna happen so just forget about it Linz. all right <laughs> get over it obviously but, and then i've i'm sorry thinking why do you want the hourglass figure like i've never that's never appealed to me so maybe that's another like you've seen that that's womanly to yeah, you and yeah, you strive yeah. to be but well again i'm not actually i'm not asked now but there was a mm. time that i was and it was about the time of like i think it was even before kim kardashian like it was that time of like when curves were coming back in and again I was just back on my like post baby um training routine just finding myself again in the gym and in that fitness space and I think this is the time when Instagram first started and so you were seeing like um, one of my friends was like oh you should go on Instagram and um like follow there's you know there's really good recipes and stuff like that and I was I was like right bang into everything um and they were everybody had a waist trainer on they were training in it they were you know um, so what did these waist trainers do supposedly like... make you have a like smaller waist so they were like, like almost like a little no they were almost like a co- like a corset made of like neoprene or whatever so then you would train and anyway it's all bullshit yeah total bullshit but i i was like oh maybe that'll make then maybe that'll work for me um and i think i had worried for about a week and i was like this is stupid let's, mm. let's just stop well my um, my stupid um thing was the cling film wraps i can't remember yeah one. i don't know if you even had them yeah yet. but they still was... i think they still do them like do where they? they wrap you up in mud but you do instantly lose some water but you don't it's not like they've got lose inches. It's like, yeah, but I'll put them back on again the next day once I've had a few pints. Like, uh, this, I don't even know. It was my roommate who she was doing them and she was like, yeah, you should totally try it. And we're like, soccer athletes, what are we doing? Yeah. Anyway, wrapping ourselves with this weird cling film thing with like a, an, it had like a lotiony pad on it mm. and you wore it to bed and you took it off and you were like meant to have sweated and like, yeah. I don't know. I think in my head, I thought if my belly sweats, I will lose belly fat. That's the mentality yeah. I think I had. So I thought that's what it was doing. And I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, I can see a difference after like a week or something. I think I did it for like two or three weeks and yeah. I was like, I'm bored of this now. Yeah. And obviously it didn't work. Yeah. And fat burner pills as well. Like another just, oh, everyone's doing it and it says it burns fat. So I'm going to buy into them and take them. And, you know, so yeah. we've all. We've this is there. the point of this podcast, guys, is so that you know that we've like cocked up and fallen for things before and I think what we've found as coaches is 
sometimes you can feel silly asking a question or you can feel silly not knowing something never feel silly to ask us like if there's something that you're not quite sure about like are you like why am i eating all these chicken breasts like <laughs> yeah. what's she on about she wants me to eat dark green leafy vegetables why like always ask because that's how you learn um and yeah that we are not like we've we've not come through this like we're so perfect like mm-hmm. we've got everything right all the way along like we've i think we are like good at what we do because of our lived experience and the fact because that we've, mistakes we've copped yeah. up and learned by our mistakes yeah completely you got any more um they're in my top four it was lifting protein body image and food relationship first and what was the fourth one that i said oh lord diminishing returns yeah Something I guess I wish I had done earlier as well was unfollow accounts that yes, were not good for 100%. me. When I moved back to England, that was one of the first... Oh, I, I came off social media altogether, so that's why you know it's bad. Came off altogether, and then when I came back on Instagram, I just removed every bodybuilder, female, male, anything to do with bodybuilding or being lean or any of that, I unfollowed all of it. Yeah. Oh my God, what a difference. Joined HG3, focused on my strength you know enjoyed my training again and didn't see any of that stuff it wasn't in my real life it wasn't on my social media anymore Mm -hmm. and that was massive yeah so again like the quicker you can just remove the accounts and unfollow the accounts that are not helpful the better i think we like a bit of self-flagellation that's the problem isn't it like self-flagellation self-flagellation that is like beating yourself with a whip okay stick yeah um it (laughs) Yeah, I think I think in, inherently like it's it's almost like the um, is it the dopa dopamine that you um you get as that the good and the bad, so it's like the yin and the yang. So there's no pleasure without pain, no pain without pleasure, sort of situation. it's that cusp of like what we get out of of sensations. And so like as much as you like looking at a picture of um a really I don't know, hot woman on Instagram, it will also then trigger that thing of like, mm. I'm not at heart. Like, yeah, what's wrong with me? So, you know, it, it's, um we almost are like, you're hardwired to like, go, I want to look at this thing, but then I also, like looking mm. at a picture of a burger, but then you have the, oh God, I shouldn't be eating that burger. I don't want to want a burger. Mm. You know, it's that thing always of that bloody battle. Yeah. Which is why if you allow yourself to eat the burger, when you yeah. see the burger online, you don't yeah. want the burger as much, which is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, one of the big completely. things. But it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy thing kind of. So if you're looking at these pictures of these women and going, I'm never going to look like that because I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. And then, you do this, that, and that. You don't look like those women. You can go, see, told myself I wasn't going to look mm-hmm. like them, and now I'm not going to look like them because it's just how I am. And that is comforting. I know that sounds fucked up, but that is what people do is like, it's they're fulfilling their own limiting beliefs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I hope that made sense the way that I said it. It's like, it, it's one of the reasons a lot of people self sabotage when they get very close to their goals yeah. because they don't know what's on the other side of it and they want to prove themselves right that they aren't that person yeah so like I, t- I always said i wasn't good enough for it and now i've proved myself right yeah people actually want to prove themselves right even if it's self-deprecative yeah. yeah yeah that's it's crap in here isn't it god humans man <laughs> yeah exactly well this as kind of one of your points that you said led on to one of my things which was exercising thought for aesthetics over skill like i wish i had really focused earlier on um 
to acquire new skills and doing things for achievement rather than to make your body look a certain way for example um and i think you know if you're i know a lot of people will go oh right i want a bigger bump so i'm gonna do and i see it in the gym all the time like girls doing exercises that specifically target the glutes because that's as amelie would say with her youth talk big bunda Big bunda. <laughs> Big bunda. Right. Fam is, the, is yeah. the thing that is desirable, and that's what teenagers think um, the opposite or maybe the same sex want. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm always like, if you focus actually more on, like, acquiring skills and getting better at something and getting stronger, the rest just follows naturally. Yeah. If you try and force something, generally you're probably going to get fed up of doing that thing or you're going to get injured because you've overdone it mm-hmm. um or you're going to put yourself off and, and, and get yourself into burnout like <laughs> we've yeah. already discussed yeah. okay. so i'm like you know yeah. you if, find things that you actually enjoy doing find things that are interesting and varied and um you know you can work on lots of different things while maybe still having a, a specific focus or a you know you want to get a, to a specific mm-hmm. weight on a back squat or a specific weight on your bench press or yeah. you want to get faster at running like but also still including things that um are going to stimulate you mentally and, and give you that sort of overall health and fitness yeah. rather than focusing on a specific body part yeah my thing coming into was it this year or last year i don't know at some point i was like i I'm no longer focusing on training to change how I look, but I'm going to, like, my body is going to be a reflection on how I want to live mm-hmm. my life rather than living my life to change how I look. And, oh, my God, what a difference it makes, like, having that mindset. Like, people will still make comments on my body, like, oh, you're looking lean, or, oh, that, and I'm like, am I? Because I literally don't pay attention mm-hmm. to it now. And whatever I look like, whether that's bigger, smaller, whatever it is it's a reflection of what i'm doing in my life and whatever i'm doing in my life is what i want to do for me and my body will just reflect on that yeah and it's so much better training and thinking in that way for yeah. me anyway um but it's not to say like you can get a big bunda without solely <laughs> focusing in on your big bunda do you know what i mean you can lose body fat without focusing on losing body fat yeah. like if you focus in on things that you enjoy like going on sunny walks and eating the foods that you want to enjoy with whatever like Focusing in on the healthy habits mm-hmm. rather than focusing in on the fat loss. I did a post on it this week about it's not the fat loss that's the most enjoyable part. It's about the habits that you've built yeah. that make you feel good that's yeah. the enjoyable part. And as a byproduct, you will probably lose body fat. Mm-hmm. But people think it's the body fat that's the fun, enjoyable part. And it's not. Yeah. It's like just switching the mindset around. Well, yeah, and it's that thing of like people going, oh, I was so happy when I was eight stone. It's like you were probably happy because you'd been eating really well, looking after yourself, exercising regularly, sleeping probably well, sleeping better. Kids, yeah. yeah, and not stressed. You might have met somebody, you know, met somebody in your life at that time because you felt really confident and good about yourself that you met your partner and then it was all yeah. exciting. And, you know, it wasn't the weight that made you happy. It was all the things that you did maybe to be there in your life at that point um yeah and I think we do we just tie like more to that end result than we do to actually the journey and all of the things I've got a few clients I'm working with at the minute who I'm like just try and think about like everything that you're doing for your health everything that I'm asking you to do and all of these like other things than what's on the scale are all going to make you happier and healthier anyway 
regardless of what the scales say. Mm-hmm. And really, that's the thing I'm least interested in. Yeah. And my, my, the, the thing I generally ask when I check in on a morning and evening, how are you? How are you feeling? Like, I'm not like, what do you weigh today? Yeah. Like, I want to know how you're feeling. How did you sleep? Like, where are you in your cycle? Mm-hmm. Like, how's your appetite? Mm-hmm. Have you been for a walk? Have you got outside today? Like, what are your stress levels like? I don't, I'm not that, like, the weight is probably, like, the last it thing is. I ask. In fact, some of them, I don't even know what they weigh currently yeah. because yeah. they're not even telling me, which is probably, you know, a good thing that we're we're back onto, like, oh, well, I mean, I've, my average steps are up this week. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Oh, I've eaten, I've stopped, I'm not snacking as much. Brilliant. Oh, my hydration's up. Like, they're the things that I'm interested in because they're the things that are going to make the most difference to your life and how you feel about it yes yes Yes. exactly (laughs) i feel like i probably have so like even just sitting here i'm thinking of so many more i'm like we should have known that earlier yeah we'll just do another one of uh mistakes we've made or things we wish we'd known earlier yeah i think to be honest like that is the biggies covered isn't it and a lot of them are really overlapping as well so yeah it's um yeah i think it was just a good one to do in terms of like letting you guys know we fuck up too <laughs> i know you might think we're perfect yeah. but actually surprise <laughs> we're, we're and like in 10 years time when we're still doing this podcast we'll go do you remember when we did that fuck ups one 10 years ago and yeah. now I'll think of all the things that we fucked up on over the last 10 years like uh, you gotta learn you gotta make mistakes well, to I like, learn i like to think we're finessing Finesse it. Your the words messing. today. Are you enjoying my vocabulary? Self-flagellating. Self-flagellation. Have you never heard of that? No, no I don't think so. Like, it's making me feel a bit like it's more eek than what I'm thinking it is. Like, flagellation sounds like coming. Yeah, well, it's not. Maybe I'm thinking of flatulation. Is that farting? Yeah, flatul- flatulence, Flat- yeah. Okay, I think That's I'm trumping. getting, like, Wind. there's just weird things happening vibes. in my brain. I but think yeah. it's a religious thing. Fast so started. if no <laughs> self-flagellation <laughs> um what was the film with tom hanks uh the da vinci code i've not seen it right so there's a bit in it where the monk um he whips himself on the back that's self-flagellation it's right. like um punishment for like if you're not like oh perfect right. okay Got yeah mm. yeah, yeah. self like slow when you you know <laughs> Whack yourself off. Self-flagellation. And what was the last one? Finessing, yeah. Nice. Are you dripping in finesse? Bit Bruno. Every time you oh, said it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> right, thanks for listening, guys. Love you, bye. Bye.